0: Hour number two, The Pete Callender Show. I am The Pete. This is The Show. You are here. This is it. It's happening right now. News Talk 1110 993 WBT 704 570 1110 1 800 WBT 1110. You can also email Pete at com. Follow me on Twitter, and uh, I'm at Pete Callender. Uh, in the last hour, at the very end, I started talking about uh, tetanus Shot how uh, my doctor did not know what the price of a tetanus shot was years ago when I first got my HSA. And I started asking, what's the price of this thing? It, well, And, here, and it, what actually prompted it was um, that I had uh, plantar fasciitis, which is way more fun to say than to have, just as a heads up. If you can avoid getting that, I recommend you avoid getting it. And so I went to the doctor, and they said, "Okay, you got to wear this boot. You got to put on a boot, and when you sleep, and it's like a ski boot. It is like plastic formed, and it has the you know squishy cushions around your uh, around your, your foot, and then the shin, and behind the the calf muscle. And you put this boot on, and it's got all these straps. It's not it's not even a fully enclosed boot. It's almost like the shin guards from soccer. You ever play soccer?" or any sport, I guess, where you had the shin guards. It looked almost like that, except you had shin guards on the back, too. I guess they would be calf guards. And you would put them on the back and over the top of the foot or whatever, and then there was a heel part, and then you had these straps, and you would strap in almost like a, like a, uh, like a camping backpack, those types of straps, you know, those canvas things, whatever. And so you would tighten it up on the sides, and then there was one strap that ran from the toe all the way up to the shin. So it's like this direct thing, and then you would tighten that thing. You would pull that thing so it would keep your foot completely stretched out, essentially bending the foot up towards the shin. So it keeps that ligament underneath the foot, keeps it taut. Because that's the problem. It's like every single you fall asleep and then the that ligament, the muscle underneath it, it um it kind of retracts. And then when you wake up and you put your feet on the floor, it it tears again. And you re-injure it basically every day for the rest of your life. Anyway, uh, I got, uh, so he's like, you got to wear this boot. You got to put the boot on when you go to bed. And then I could not sleep with this thing on. It was like a ski boot. It was like a shin guard ski boot. It was terrible. And you couldn't turn over. You turn over, I'm like bruising my other leg because the plastic is hitting against my ankles and stuff. Oh, it was terrible. So I have this thing and I had purchased it with the HSA. I didn't even look at, I didn't get any bill. I just gave them the card. I didn't know any better, and so I just gave them the, the, the HSA card. They ran it, and I look later at the bill, and it's like $500. $500 for this thing. I could have made it. I could have made it. So then after I got it and I put it on, I realized this is like some form of, uh, I don't know, Inquisition-era torture device, something. I, and so I I sold it. Well, I gave it to my wife. She sells stuff on eBay. And so I give it to Christy and she puts it up there onto the eBay. And does anybody even steal eBay anymore? They do? Okay. So uh, they, uh, she puts it up there. I think I got, or she got for me, she, it was like $25. That's it. Because that's what that thing is worth. 25 bucks. That's the market. And ever since then, I said, I'm going to ask what the price of these things are. So when I went back in several months later, Got my checkup, and uh, he recommended a tetanus shot. I asked him how much, and then it was like 70 bucks or something. And uh, and he said, just wait till you step on a nail. And that's a rational decision that one makes based on price. By the way, this, is, this was the same argument. I know it's kind of far afield, but follow me down the rabbit hole here. It is the same argument that former Mayor Pat McCrory made about the public art budgets. That were included 1% of all the city projects. Now they have, and have for a very long time, county too, a public art component. Even for projects where the public really isn't going to be hanging out. The most famous one was the, yeah, the the art bench that they, the artsy, fartsy bench that they put it. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because it was at the stink plant. One of the sewage treatment facilities. Yeah, they set up this, is a public art project. Who Who is coming who is coming here? Why do we need a public art bench or whatever at this sewer treatment facility? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, I'd like to just sit outside in front of the stink plant and. Uh, right. But really, I could understand if it was a public art project that was more, you know, olfactory focused, more about the sense. Uh, you put like, you know, you put a, a, a 10 foot tall Sensi. Out in front that melts like, you know, seventy pounds of wax, emanating these beautiful aromas in the area. That I would understand, but a bench? Oh, I need to sit on this bench. Or what was the other one? It's over at uh, where Thomas Street Tavern. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm drawing a blank on the yeah, you know, the old Penguin. The uh, Penguin was over there, and uh, uh, Central over on Central Avenue, and that bridge. I think it's still there. The artwork. They put up this, like this, uh, uh, off of the wall along the side where you walk along the sidewalk and they got the concrete wall. And then what do they do? They installed this, this like glass kind of contraption thing, like a barrier. It's a wall. It's, it's a, it's an artsy wall on top of the concrete railing. And it's supposed to represent the stream and the nature and all. Yeah, that you blocked from my view, when you erected the art project. Literally blocked my view of the thing that your art represents. Why? Am I not allowed to see the real river below me? Am I not allowed to see the the trees and the nature? This was one of the things they did at the original arena uh, schematics when they presented those things. I know I'm dating myself. It's been 15 years now, but... One of the original uh, components of the big arena project, lights that represented trees. Lights that represented trees. Why not just trees? That's what the council asked. I think they eventually did just put trees because the original renderings were heinous. I could go, I mean, I really, I, I could go on. What about the frisbees sitting along South Corridor light rail line? Those big frisbees, those big clay looking frisbees that are stuck on their edges in the ground. The artist that did those also sold like the exact same project to some other city. And he just changed what the explanation was. That's why I call it art by explanation. Like you look at this thing, and I don't even know what I'm looking at. Is this, what is this? Like UFOs? Some, some like some clay UFOs just crash landed here there was like 3 of them in a row what what is, no it represents the plows of the farmland or whatever whatever and then he goes to some other city sells them the exact same project oh i mean i get i get it like you're an expert in making the clay frisbees so you just got to keep making them and selling them and and hope to keep getting public tax dollars which is automatically put into the budget all right i wasn't even going to get into this but i watched the city council meeting last night i watched it and oh my God, are we still talking about arena funding? Apparently we are. So what? So I go away for eight years, I come back. I think it sounded like prison right there. I come back, and I get to I get to be in the middle of a another arena funding fight? Coincidence? Definitely, yes. It's, it's definitely a coincidence. But still, they're also arguing about the the streetcar line. And I heard the mayor pro tem last night. Julie Isild said, what do we even build this for? Oh, my God. Exactly. Precisely the question that like half of the city was asking a decade ago. But well, glad we're all coming around on that now. You know me. I'm a giver. It's what I do. Last night I watched the Charlotte City Council meeting, so you didn't have to. You're welcome. And uh, (laughs) they're literally going to bury the bus station. The transit center in Uptown, they're going to bury it under the ground. Literally, they're going to hide it underground so nobody sees it, which will totally solve the problems. Um, yeah, it's part of the it's part of the big arena redevelopment package. City of Charlotte proposing two hundred fifteen million dollars in investments because, of course, they're investments. It's not spending; it's an investment that would upgrade the Charlotte Hornets' home at the Spectrum Center and build the NBA team a practice facility for $60 million. Under the proposed deal, the city would extend its lease with the Charlotte Hornets through 2045. Do we, do we want to extend the lease to twenty? <laughs> oh, I kid. I kid the Hornets. Full disclosure, I worked... For the Hornets for a season. But that was before they went to New Orleans. So it was that team. It was the George Shin operation. Then he moved away because we wouldn't build him a new arena. And uh, with the sky boxes and everything else. And so he took his team and went to went to Nolan's. And uh, well, first he got Ray Woldridge. That guy was just weird looking. Anyway, they moved to New Orleans. And, uh, and then the night after the, uh, the Charlotte City Council election—I'm sorry, not the night after. The night of the Charlotte City Council election, uh, I was down at the Grady Cole Center, and the candidates used to come on by, and they would do interviews and the like, and uh, they started that night talking about a new arena deal. After voters had rejected it, voters said no in a referendum that we got the Hornets to pay for. That's the most— like, kudos to them for that. They got the Hornets to pay for a referendum, and it was for a new arena, for night stadium, for a bunch of new art museums and all, all sorts of art spending. Uh, everything on that list was rejected and then built. That's, yeah. So that that happened about 20 years ago. Uh, So that's how we got the arena. It got built because we were like, oh, we're going to get another team. We're going to get another team. And everybody was like, it's going to be Larry Bird and ML Carr. They're going to be the new owners. It's going to be fantastic. And then the NBA was like, thanks so much for the arena. Here's Bob Johnson. Everybody was like, what? And then Bob Johnson came to town and I I, kind of ticked him off a little bit because I asked him, hey, look, you were trying to make a buy for the Wizards, which used to be called the Bullets, but you don't call them that anymore. They're love projectiles now. But, The Washington Bullets, now the Wizards, uh, when he was trying to buy that team, he was like, uh, I would buy, I would build my own stadium, my own arena. I don't need taxpayer money because the guy that he was trying to fight uh, over the franchise for uh, was demanding public tax money for the arena. So uh, Johnson made the pitch that uh, he'll pay for it himself. But he got here and, uh, no, thank you very much. I'll take the taxpayer money. Uh, And so they built the arena. Bobcat Johnson took over. Uh, team was terrible, called the Bobcats. Uh, and then the NBA finally uh, came to their senses, and I think this is the only example I'm aware of, where they gave the team name back to Charlotte. The Hornets. And then, what are they called now? The Pelicans? What a terrible name. Terrible name. Anyway. Um, the so, that, so now the Hornets are back. And uh, playing just fantastic, as I understand it. So just as a heads up, uh, you know, I, I've, look, I've never been a sports team owner. Uh, I've never been a billionaire to own a sports team. But I just think that if your team is not so good, it's harder to ask people, you know, to pony up hundreds of millions of dollars to you, the billionaire, to build a new facility. So that's one of the things here. The Hornets, apparently, did they expand the rosters in the NBA or something? Are you aware of this? Are you now allowed to have more people on your practice team or something? Or something like that? Two-way players? You could turn your mic on. Yeah, just yeah, turn your mic on there, Bernie. Yeah, they have two-way players, two-way contracts. Two-way contracts. So they can play in the right, G Because League. a two-way player sounds like something different. <laughs> and I'm going to get into that line uh, with the LGBTQ <laughs> uh flash cards and the uh the legislation.
1: They but, may have expanded it by a couple players. I don't want to give out false information, but I believe that they did. Well,
0: you are aware of the <laughs> you are aware of the nature of this program, That's right? True. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh look, all right. So, they need a new practice facility because now they have more players. So, more players means they need a whole new court. They need two courts, and they only have one. All right, so apparently the arena deal was so bad initially that the city was on the hook for, I think it was somewhere around 170 million dollars for repairs and maintenance and all of that. So they, they were responsible for all of this expenditure. And this deal that they talked about last night, it's incrementally more, yes, but it's only a little bit. When compared to what they're already on the hook for, so they said, let's just go ahead and do it. I mean, they, I mean, they didn't say it like that, but it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna go along with it all. Uh, I guess there was a quote here, reading from uh, the Charlotte Ledger. Republican Ed Driggs, council member, said he did not like the existing contract with the Hornets that obligated the city to pay so much for renovations. But he said proceeding seemed sensible, right? Because incrementally, like you're, you're already contractually obligated to spend all this money, but for a little bit more. See, that's how you would upsell the rusty nail with the tetanus shot. See? Bringing it all together. Do not attempt this at home. I am a professional. I bring this all together. See? The rusty nail... Allows you to upsell with the tetanus shot. Now, I have learned that there does already exist a tetanus cocktail. See, now, Dan, the bartender from Columbia, South Carolina, former bartender, he says, great idea on the tetanus shot, but as usual, a day late and a dollar short. There's already a cocktail called the tetanus cocktail. And then he gives me, all of the ingredients with the measurements, and this is way too involved. I don't know. Really? Celery bitters? Really? Here's one. I've never heard of this. Angostura? Angostura bitters? It's like three different bitters. Orange bitters, herbal liqueur, triple sec, drambui, or honey liqueur, and scotch. That's just, that's too much effort. Too much effort. Stir with ice and then serve. Thank you for the... But he was a bartender, so he knows all that. Now, um, I will say, this is a totally different thing, Dan. This is the tetanus cocktail. Mine's the tetanus shot. Totally different. Rusty Nail in Atlanta was a gay bar in the 90s as well. Oh, all right. Well, I would not know that either. Thank you for the uh, information. Um, I also had... uh, Rusty Nail, Pete, taking me back to college days. Dollar pictures on Thursdays. Potsdam, New York. Uh, I guess there's one in upstate New York. Oh, all right. Do not send me messages about where Potsdam is or is not, whether it's upstate or western North Carolina. I don't know. I'm from Long Island. Everything north of the Bronx is upstate. That's... I never cared to learn anything more about it. Um, Because I left at age 17. So... I had no need to. All right, back to the arena. Renovations and a total package price tag, $215 million in investments, including a new practice facility because now the NBA roster is increased by, like, two players, and so now you obviously need two courts. We only have one court, so they're going to get a new court, and then there's going to be some, uh, like, some health health facilities or whatever. So where are you going to build this thing? Where does the, and they're calling it something else. They're calling it like an event space or event center or something, which kind of prompted some confusion among the council members. Like, is this open to the community? And of course it's not. Uh, so what is this thing? It's the practice facility. And they're going to make you know, some new locker rooms and some, some new things for the players and all that. So, okay, fine. And this is what you have to have in order to compete Oh, is that is that why we've seen the performance out of the Hornets that we've seen is that they don't have the second court with the, the lockers? That explains it. All this time, we hadn't made enough investments. Now it makes sense. Okay. I mean, I was curious. Look, I haven't paid attention to the NBA in a very long time. Ever since I, when I got up close and I worked for the Hornets for the season, I was like, I got very disillusioned. That's where it started. Disillusioned by the NBA. And look, it's the referees that bred my my distrust and then eventual hatred of, all right, that's a little too strong of a word. But it, it, it is my strong dislike of the NBA because I used to love the NBA. I grew up a Knicks fan and watched them lose repeatedly to Michael Jordan and the refs. And uh, for years, I saw that. And so I had already had this, I, I was already collecting grievances. I was. I was already collecting my grievances. And uh, so then I go, I come here, and I, I get this job at the Hornets. And um, I, I was there every one of their home games. I watched every one of the away games from their Fort Mill facility. And we went to the playoffs that year. We faced the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, I just recall there being one of the games. It shifted the whole momentum in the series, which we eventually lost. I mean, because, of course. But Ray Allen did not get called for a single whistle. No fouls. And I really don't care like who you are, how good you are. Everybody picks up a foul. Everybody picks up. You cannot play basketball for the entire duration of the game, as he usually did at the time he would play the whole game. He was their star player. He was at home, and he didn't get a single foul called against him. Come on. And I watched that game, and I could see several fouls he committed, but he never got called for them. And that that really started to do it for me. So, again, I might not be the most sympathetic shoulder for the boosters of an arena to come cry on. Uh, because of my views of the, of the product. Um, but I'm looking at the project and um, the the basketball training facility, uh, that's going to be built on top of the bus center. And then they want to open up uh, South Brevard Street and they want to, uh, what do they say here? Um, they want to make it like an event space, a community gathering space, they called it, for the community to gather and uh, they want to bring what is it, uh, to, to bring the excitement from inside to the outside, which is a guarantee there'll be no excitement on the street out there. Well, I mean, if it's not happening inside, how are you going to bring? Okay. They also have a potential name for the little district, because you know Charlotte does very well with its entertainment districts. right? They got a name for it. I'll tell you what they're contemplating in a minute. George Thorogood, and the Destroyers. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So the Charlotte Assistant City Manager, Tracy Dodson, in going over the details of the arena project and all that it would entail and encompass, talked about how uh, right now at the Hornets practice facility, um, or sorry, right now uh, you've got the Hornets practice facility separate, right, from the bus transit system. Uh, hub right the uptown transit center that transit center on that site that would be where the new facility would go but pete what becomes of the transit center well i know that some people have been interested in getting that bus system uh or getting the transit system out of the out of the way to hide it a little bit this has been oh this has this has come up for years in sort of sidebar discussions because no one ever wants to have the conversation out loud and be accused of, you know, various isms. But everybody does recognize that it's a bit of a problem. It's a bit of a problem, <laughs> a of a problem. Uh, and has been for a long time. Remember when the, um, now I'm dating myself even more, the final four when it originally came to Charlotte down at the old Coliseum. Okay, well, not that old Coliseum. That one's still around. Right, the original old Coliseum is now Bojangles Arena on Independence Boulevard, right? That was the original old one. Then there was the other old one, which was the new one, and that was on Tivola Road, but that's gone now. And then there's this new arena, which isn't really a new arena, hence all the need for the the spending of the money uh, to do the uh, renovations. And so... They've, they've been discussing, they did this with the DNC when it came to town, what can we do to move the transit center, or at least kind of, you know, like just hide it a little bit from all of these visitors. This was when they were, there was this real big push to be world-class. That was a big buzzword in Charlotte. No pun intended. But that was a big buzzword. They wanted to be world-class, a world-class city. And they, they so wanted us to get uh, the status as a city that you did not need to say Where we were located, we would just become like, you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles. You would just say the name, you know, like Duluth. And people would know exactly where you were. Uh, The problem for Charlotte was that people often confused us with Charlottesville, Charleston. I've never really understood that one. But this is a bit of a complex. People, they had a bit of a complex. So they made this big effort. There was even a big branding effort. I went to the big rollout of it. Oh, yeah, they had, like, a whole presentation. They talked about the, uh, you know, imaging for and marketing for the city, and this was now going to be, like, rebranded on all of the stationery and all of the materials and the websites and everything. And their big, you know what the big unveil was, the big reveal? In order to get people to recognize where Charlotte was without having to say, North Carolina, the big reveal? Charlotte, USA. Mm Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the big. (laughs) So if I did not know where Charlotte was before, I would just see this logo. And now I would totally know where it is. Oh, America. Oh, all right. Now. Okay. Now it makes sense. Anyway. Good times, man. Good times. So uh, the bus transit center in Uptown, they're going to bury the thing. They're literally going to send it underground. They're going to send the buses underground. They're going to dig out a big hole. They're going to send the buses down there to keep. So this way, you know, you could still use the center city area. You could still get to the get to the games and get to the, uh, you know, the, the, the events and such. But uh, we don't want to see them. We don't want to see the buses. So we're just going to bury them. And then we're going to have like some retail, and we're going to do the Hornets facility. We're going to have some parking, of course, have some more parking for uh, the Hornets players and such. I mean, maybe some public will be able to use them too. I'm not sure. But next to it, by the way, if that plan doesn't work, they got this gravel lot right next door that they'll just do it there. Um, so uh, the the uh, the facility will go there. But Brevard Street, Brevard Street goes right next to the property and sort of. You know, dead ends right there at the arena, and so the idea is, hey, let's create this street where we can have parties, and I'm assuming riots. I mean, you, no, I mean, you you really should plan for that, right? This would be the riot place. Well, this it takes it out of the parks. You don't want them at the parks. And it doesn't make sense to be like, really, if you're going to be stomping around Romare Bearden Park and you're chanting whose street, my street, it just doesn't make sense. Right. But Brevard Street, a community gathering space. Well, you could make that chant and it totally applies. Plus, you're not very far from the police department right there, too. Um, But they want to bring the excitement outside. That's what they say. And so they have a potential name for it. You want to know what the name is? There you go. The area could be called the new Buzz City. The new Buzz City. I think that's a, a wasted opportunity. I think they really missed an opportunity. The obvious name is the Buzz Station. <laughs> obvious. What, what am I missing here? Jody. Hello, Jody. Welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Hey, Pete. How's it going? Hey, good. What is going on? Great. Yeah, Charlotte native here. Uh, uptown business owner. Uh, two little quirks right now. The um, city council meeting with the uh, Saturday parking. Charging yeah. for parking on Saturday now. Yeah, yeah. Not not happy with that at all. Uh, an unnamed city council member that I spoke to said that there was no pushback. There wasn't. So that's pretty much him saying okay or them saying that yeah it's uh
0: yeah they didn't they they didn't get anybody that showed up at a city council meeting to yell and scream so they didn't we we
1: try yeah we were trying to put some bartenders together and and some service industry folks together and just didn't get it in time to sign up to to go in and speak about that or or, or all
0: right and so what else i got i got about like 30 seconds
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, branding for uptown Charlotte. I'm a Charlotte native, so uh, uh, a few years ago, I called Las Vegas to make some reservations. The hotel, Uh, they asked me, hey, where are you from? Charlotte. Oh, home of Ric Flair.
0: That is true. Although it isn't even really, right? Wasn't it York County? Okay, thanks. I appreciate the call, Jody. Thanks so much for making it. News is next.